This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't, and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Nikta, and I'm very excited today because we have three News Laundry reporters who've been doing some amazing work joining us today. We have Ayush and Basan. As many of you might know, they are working on a deep dive series on the Delhi riots. Part two of their first report on the murder of Maruf Ali, who is an electrician from Northeast Delhi, is out. And uh, also this series uh, was an effort, like it was under the News Laundry Sena project, which is uh, an initiative where readers can fund the stories that they want to hear. So basically, uh, Ayush and Basant are uh, investigating the Delhi riots. Uh, to find out how fair and robust the Delhi police's investigation has been. And um, unfortunately, in their first report itself, Basant and Ayush have discovered some major flaws in the police's probe. And um, next we have Ayan, who recently wrote a report on the arrest of a journalist uh, who reported on cross-border cattle smuggling nexus in Assam, and then he got arrested. We'll uh, speak to him about it. And uh, before we begin, I want to tell all the new listeners about News Laundry. We are a 100% ad-free news platform and we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. And so, guys, hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 For the, thank you for the very generous introduction. Generous introduction. <laughs> no, man. Come on. You guys have been doing such good work. Uh, every time, like, you know, in Daily Dose, uh, nowadays I have so much to plug, you know, news laundry stuff because of you guys and your reports. So, <laughs> well done. Thank you. So, uh, shall we quickly share some bizarre news stories? Yeah, sure, sure. So, this happened yesterday and this is international news, by the way. It's not one yeah. of those articles with Chota Mota report or something. Mm-hmm. It's from Ukraine and it involves mm. its president. So yesterday mm. in Ukraine, one uh, gunman took many people hostage. Oh, and mm-hmm. some of the people were successfully, you know, uh, he released them after talking to the police. Yeah. But the last batch of hostages he took, he only released them after he told the press that he'll do that when the Ukrainian president promotes a movie yeah. by... Uh, Oh, yeah, Joaquin uh, Phoenix, the actor from the oh. Joker, and the president went uh, made a video of him promoting this movie from 2005, and then he released those hostages. Oh my god! And turns out that movie from 2005 is it's a movie on uh, animal rights. So this guy was an animal rights activist. So all wow. these activists are out there thinking, why uh, are my goals not being you know? Um, aggressively followed by the government, you have some clues. Although this is, I'm not advocating anyone take I know, I know, but... It was a joke. This uh, <laughs> you know, Shah might be up to these days. Oh, yeah. And uh, who's next? Basant. Hmm, Basant, tell me. I don't have any report, but two days ago, Twitter trend was running on Twitter. कि कुछ न्यूज़ चैनल पे हुआ था कांग्रेस और बीजेपी में तो संबित पात्रा और जो राइटिंग के लोगों ने ट्रेंड कराया नॉनसेंस राहुल का थोड़े देर बाद देख रहे हैं बारे एक बजे करीब में संबित पात्रा ने आखिरी ट्वीट किया कि गुड नाइट नॉनसेंस स्क्रीनशॉट लेके उसका सेकंड नंबर पे टॉप 
नॉनसेंस संबित पात्रा ट्रेंड करा के नंबर वन पे पहुंचा दिया कांग्रेस के आईटी सेल ने और जिस तरीके से रात में पेट्रोल किया तो ये मजेदार भी है और चिंताजनक भी है कि इंटरनेशनली हमारे बड़े बड़े नेताओं का नॉनसेंस बताया जाए बिजार तो है ही क्योंकि ट्विटर एक इंटरनेशनल प्लेटफॉर्म है is from the us of a <laughs> so you know we all heard about how this is not the first time kanye west has said that he wants to be the president uh but nobody was taking him seriously until the other day he held uh, his first presidential campaign rally and it was uh, an rsvp event like only like you know invited guests were allowed and all of that and um then the whole thing turned into this really bizarre monologue uh, he didn't even have a mic so he like you know had to ask people to shut the fuck up <laughs> and then he started on this r- rant uh, he went on about how he's against abortion and uh, uh, then he went on to he tried to save it by saying that you know women uh, who choose to have babies they should get a bill- million dollars and then he started talking about bible and jesus christ and christianity and the weirdest part was him breaking down out of the blue like he started talking about abortion and how his father wanted him to get a abo- uh, like his uh, mother chose to have him but his father didn't want him and then he suddenly remembered that he wanted uh, his daughter uh, north i think her name is northwest right yes yeah northwest yeah northwest yeah. Yeah so before she was born they were thinking of getting her aborted and all that so he's like oh i almost killed my daughter and he started crying like a nutcase it is so bizarre so yeah that's me yeah yeah definitely he's also been tweeting about his wife and then immediately deleting those tweets i mean that's strange and you saw his hairstyle he's got 2020 written on his head like you know with I don't know. She <laughs> shaved his head. Strange fellow, man. And uh, do you think you, you, will you guys be surprised if he actually turns out to be a real contender because he needed those ten thousand signatures, right? Um, no, I don't think so. You know, I, I despite Trump and everything that happened on, yeah. I don't think he will. Or they probably then who knows? Yeah. But yeah that's no, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, i mean yeah that's uh, because it's america i mean mm. anything can happen yeah true. people have chosen stranger people in the past <laughs> true true but still it's very hard to say whether it's a publicity stunt or he's actually like serious about it yeah this. yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. anyway so uh, listeners today uh, this episode of reporters we're going to uh change things a little bit um so we'll have each uh, reporter ayan uh, ayush and basant uh, read out passages from the report that they feel uh, was the most is the most compelling and then we'll speak to them about it so uh, basant um, why don't you go first jaise ki sangita ji ne pehle hi bata diya tha ki humne do report ki hai matlab maruf ali ko lekar jinka jinke murder ho gaye delhi dange dauran unko maar diya gaya tha उसमें पुलिस ने चार्जशीट में कैसे क्या किया है और कैसे लुफोल है उसके लिए ये ये बस तीन पैरा या चार पैरा अगर आप पढ़ना ही काफी है तो मैं शुरू करता हूँ 
न्यूज लॉन्ड्री को इस मामले में पुलिस द्वारा कोर्ट में जमा की गई इनर डायरी भी मिली इनर डायरी में कई लोगों के बयान दर्ज है जो घटना के वक्त आसपास मौजूद रहे थे उनतीस फरवरी 2020 को लोकेंद्र चौहान के सामने दिए बयान में हारून के हवाले से लिखा गया मैंने किसी को गोली चलाते हुए नहीं देखा और ठाकुर हलवाई की दुकान के पास जमा भीड़ में से मैं किसी को नहीं पहचानता हूँ हैरान करने वाली बात यह है कि बिल्कुल यही बयान फिरोज जो मारूफ के रिश्तेदार हैं और मारूफ को गोली लगने के बाद फिरोज ही उसे अस्पताल लेकर गए थे के बयान में भी है फिरोज कहते हैं मैंने किसी को भी गोली चलाते हुए नहीं देखा और ठाकुर हलवाई की दुकान के पास जमा भीड़ में से मैं किसी को नहीं पहचानता लोकेन चौहान ने फिरोज के बेटे मोहम्मद साहिद का भी बयान लिया बी तीसरे वर्ष के छात्र साहिद ने भी ठीक वही बयान दिया जो पूर्व में उनके पिता फिरोज और हारून दे चुके हैं मैंने किसी को गोली चलाते हुए नहीं देखा और ठाकुर हलवाई की दुकान के पास जमा भीड़ में से मैं किसी को नहीं पहचानता इसके बाद साहिद के दोस्त अरशद का भी बयान जो उनतीस फरवरी को ही लिया गया इसमें भी अरशद ठीक वही वाक्य दोहराते हैं जो पूर्व में बाकी लोग बोल चुके हैं मैंने किसी को गोली चलाते हुए नहीं देखा और ठाकुर हलवाई की दुकान के पास जमा भीड़ में से मैं किसी को नहीं पहचानता उनतीस फरवरी को ही क्राइम ब्रांच ने शमसाद का भी बयान दर्ज किया है जो कि पुलिस की इन डायरी में मौजूद है शमसाद का बयान भी हूबहू हारून जैसा ही है तीन पेज के अपने बयान के आखिरी पेज पर शमसाद के हवाले से लिखा गया मैंने किसी को गोली चलाते हुए नहीं देखा हर बयान के नीचे लिखा गया कि मेरे बताए मुताबिक मेरा बयान लिखा गया जो कि पढ़ लिया ठीक है क्या यह महज इतफाक है कि सबने एक जैसा बयान दिया और अंत में सबने पढ़कर बोला ठीक है यह महज इतफाक तो नहीं हो सकता फिरोज और उनके बेटे साहिद के बयान को पढ़ने के बाद कुछ और ही लगता है दरअसल फिरोज के बयान में भी मारूफ को मेरे भाई के साला बताया गया और उनके बेटे शाहिद के बयान में भी मारूफ को मेरे भाई का साला बताया गया यह कैसे मुमकिन है कि एक आदमी पिता के भाई का भी साला हो और बेटे के भाई का भी बसंत आपने जब इनसे लोकेंद्र चौहान से बात हुई आपकी हाँ लोकेंद्र से हमने मुलाकात की सवाल पूछे लेकिन ऑन द रिकॉर्ड उन्होंने कुछ भी बोलने से मना कर दिया अच्छा बसंत मारूफ के बारे में जिनको नहीं पता जिन्होंने रिपोर्ट नहीं पढ़ी है उन लिस्नर्स के लिए जरा सा बैकग्राउंड दे दीजिए सबको पता है कि फरवरी महीने में दिल्ली में राइट्स हुए थे चौबीस से सत्ताईस 26 तारीख के बीच में तीन दिनों तक बहत्तर घंटे का दंगा हुआ उसमें 25 तारीख की शाम मारूफ अली जो भजनपुरा में सुभाष मोहल्ला एक जगह है गोंडा में तो अपने घर से 100 मीटर की दूरी पे वो खड़े थे और दरअसल जहाँ पे उनकी दुकान है बिजली की वहां पे कुछ दुकानों में आग लगाया गया था तो अपने भाई के साथ वो देख के लौट रहे थे और शमसाद एक लड़का है जो वहां पे उनके घर के सामने शमसाद का घर है तो वो कोने पे खड़ा था सामने गली है गली से गली में एक तरफ मुस्लिम राइटर्स थे और एक तरफ हिंदू राइटर्स तो इनका कहना है जो मारूफ का परिवार है कि ये लोग खड़े थे तो शमसाद को एक गोली आकर लगी गोली मारने वाले इनके सामने थे तो शमसाद को बचाने के लिए मारूफ शमसाद को पेट में गोली लगी है जो हमारी रिपोर्ट में थी शमसाद को बचाने के लिए मारूफ आगे बढ़ा तो जो भीड़ में जो ये आरोप है मारूफ के परिवार का कि राम सिंह ने कहा कि इनको भी मारो तो फिर उसमें से एक लड़के ने गोली चलाई जो मारूफ के सर में लगी और वो उनका एलएनजेपी अस्पताल में उनकी मौत हो गई पुलिस ने इस मामले में पिछले महीने चार्जशीट फाइल किया है हैरान करने वाली बात है कि मारूफ अली की मौत होती है वो उनका परिवार लगातार कह रहा है कि और जो उनके साथ पीड़ित थे शमशाद जिनको गोली लगी है पेट में वो ठीक है अब 
को लगातार आरोपियों के नाम बता रहे हैं लेकिन पुलिस ने इस मामले में छह लोगों को गिरफ्तार किया है जिसमें से चार मुस्लिम हैं और दो हिंदू हैं और अब इसके अलावा जिन आगे जो ये है कि जिन लोगों ने इनकी पहचान की है उसमें शमशाद भी पुलिस ने लिखा कि शमशाद ने भी इन आरोपियों की पहचान की लेकिन उसमें भी एक कंफ्यूजन है आप हैरान होंगी शायद आयुष पढ़े या मैं बता देता हूँ कि शमशाद का बयान 29 फरवरी को दिल्ली पुलिस ने लिया लोकन चौहान ने उसमें शमशाद अपने बयान में तीन चार लोगों का नाम लेते हैं जिसमें दिलसाद है शोएब है इमरान है और एक महीने बाद 30 मार्च को पुलिस सीसीटीवी फुटेज लेके पहुंचती है शमशाद के पास जिसमें से वो वीडियो देखे इन फिर इन्हीं चारों लोगों की पहचान एक महीने बाद करते तो फिर यहाँ भी एक सवाल उठता है कि महज इतफाक है कि एक महीने पहले जिस बंदे ने पांच लोगों का नाम लिया हो चार लोगों का नाम लिया हो एक महीने बाद उसी का सीसीटीवी फुटेज आपको मिलता है बाकियों का भी तो मिल सकते हैं तो ये और ये पूरी चार्जशीट जो है एक मतलब पता नहीं किस तरीके से और किस तरीके से लिखा गया मतलब बहुत सारे लूफ होल है सैकड़ों लूफ होल है and the people he did identify which are people of the hindus of their own colony none of them have been charge sheeted they don't find a single mention in the charge sheet and this is the man who was shot and he saw people who shot him so it's like saying ki victim ko hi bol diya ki tumhe yahi nahi bola ki jo tumne naam bataye hain wo gunagari nahi hai ya tumne kuch galat hi dekha hoga but that went they went a step further and fabricated his statement right his allegation to include people who weren't there that day right 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 so uh, tell me more about feroz because he was the one who took maruf to the hospital also his relative right yeah uh, you guys met him no we didn't meet feroz acha uh, so uh, so who did you meet you met uh, shamshad we met harun who is maruf's brother सवाल उठ रहे हैं और सवाल इसलिए उठ रहे हैं कि ये सिर्फ एक कॉपी की बात नहीं है आप स्क्रॉल में जो अभी विजेता की स्टोरी थी कि सारा आरोप सीए प्रोटेस्टर पे लगाया जा रहा है लेकिन एविडेंस क्या है और उसमें आप पढ़ेंगे तो मैक्सिमम लोगों के वर्ड टू वर्ड मिल रहे हैं कि मुमकिन नहीं है कि मतलब हम लोग कहते हैं ना कि एक आदमी से दूसरे आदमी तक बात पहुंचते पहुंचते कुछ में कुछ ऐड हो जाता है उसमें से कुछ निकल जाता है बात कैसे अच्छा मैं और आयुष एक ही साथ एक ही वक्त में ग्राउंड पे रहे हैं तमाम लोगों से हम दोनों मिले हैं लेकिन अगर जब हम उस पूरी घटना का और पूरे रिपोर्ट का अगर हम बता रहे हैं तो हमारी भाषा में हमारे बताने के तरीके में अंतर होगा और उसमें नहीं के ऊपर बिंदी में भी अंतर नहीं है पूर्ण विराम में भी अंतर नहीं है मैंने किसी को भी मतलब आप या फॉर्मेट बना के आप बैठे हुए कॉपी पेस्ट कर रहे हैं तो ये बताता है कि आप इन्वेस्टिगेशन को लेकर सीरियस नहीं है आप जब आरोपी कह जो पीड़ित कह रहा है कि मुझे फलाने ने गोली मारी आप उससे पूछताछ तो करते आप जिस मॉब पे आरोप लग रहा है गोली मारने का उसका सीटेस्ट भी फोटेज आपके पास नहीं है और आप 
उन्हीं लोगों को एक क्या बोलते हैं जिस तरीके से शमशाद वगैरह ने कहा तो मतलब उनका बयान फेब्रिकेटेड है अपने मन से लिखा गया है और हमारे पास हम अनुमान भी लगाना ये आसान है कि जो बात बंदा 29 फरवरी को कह रहा है जिस लोगों का नाम लिख रहा है एक महीने बाद 30 मार्च को उसी का सीसीटीवी फुटेज क्यों दिखेगा पुलिस ने बिल्कुल क्या बोलते हैं जो आरोप लग रहे हैं बहुत हद तक पुलिस के आरोप सही भी हैं क्योंकि जो जांच हो रही है कि मुसलमान को ही गोली लगी मुसलमान ने ही मार दिया ये तो हैरान करने वाली बात है अभी हम मुझे आयुष बता रहे थे कि सिख विरोधी दंगे में दिल्ली पुलिस ने सिखों को गिरफ्तार किया था तो दिल्ली पुलिस का रिकॉर्ड पुराना है ये फिरोज ने और फिरोज और उनके बेटे शाहिद का जो बयान है जो मेरे भाई का साला दैट इज लाइक अ कंप्लीट गिव अवे यू नो या सो आयुष कमिंग टू यू या प्लीज रीड अस योर पैसेज फ्रॉम द योर रिपोर्ट एंड देन वी गेट या आई जस्ट आई रीड द बिट फ्रॉम पार्ट 2 व्हिच डिस्क्राइब्स व्हाट व्हेन वी व्हाट हैपेंड व्हेन वी मेट द शाह and the shah it's a you know unique position to give a statement because he is the only person who has been accused was sent to jail yeah. had to return home because his health was very yeah. in bad shape so we yeah. actually met this guy and got his word yeah. yeah. so i'll just uh, read that right yeah, yeah. dilshad 44 has lived in a street adjacent to maruf and shamshad's homes for the past 26 years when we met him he sat in his tiny veranda with his wife and daughters breathing heavily as he described his life over the past few months quote i have a heart condition since 2008 and have had three surgeries since i'm also diabetic he said as his wife intervened frequently to wipe the sweat off his face i was in jail for more than 2 months and my condition deteriorated on june 5th the karkaduma court granted dilshad interim bail citing his medical condition the police had arrested dilshad on march 31st in its charge sheet they claim that he was involved in instigating the young boys for writing in subhash mahalla this charge is based on input from a secret informer additionally the police relied on three eyewitnesses to identify him from cctv footage one of the witnesses is samshad who flatly denied identifying dilshad or even naming him as an accused the police char- the police's charge sheet contains screen grabs from the cctv footage recorded on february 24th and 25th to back up their case against dilshad the charge sheet also claims that during the police interrogation dilshad admitted his role in the violence speaking to news laundry dilshad rejected the police's allegations quote i had no role in the riots so why would i accept it a mob entered our locality on both february 24th and 25th the police did not answer our calls on the first day my blood pressure went up after aggressive sloganeering in the area we couldn't go to a hospital so i went to a local doctor and when the mob arrived the doctor shut the clinic and i fled from there the doctor narendra sharma told news laundry that the situation on february 24th was indeed tense compelling him to shutter his clinic he said quote i don't have an entry in dilshad's name but i can't deny that he came here there were many people at the clinic that day i have known dilshad for 15 years and we have never seen him indulge in such activities i can't comment beyond that unquote on his way back dilshad saw a few of his neighbors gathered near the local olia masjid anticipating an attack quote hundreds of people were trying to attack the mosque from the road and from the terraces nearby i told the boys to go inside their homes i was trying to dispel them they have taken a picture of that moment and said that i was instigating the mob no one in those pictures is armed unquote right 
So uh, the weirdest thing Ayush about this, uh, uh, listeners, uh, you must read the report and uh, you should look at the pictures uh, properly for some more context. Uh, but how are they so sure about what uh, this guy was saying with his gestures? I mean, how can you, nobody can, uh, you know, be completely sure that it was uh, him, those gestures are, uh, you know, like, uh, basically he's instigating them. You can't really say, I mean, even yeah. somebody who doesn't know anything about what's going on, if you just show them the pictures. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not. And that's what, when hmm. we, even when we met Dilshad, hmm. he was, uh, if you see the video, it might come out that he was in such a bad shape that, here was a man who we thought, you know, couldn't shout inside his own home mm. because he had, he's had three heart surgeries and he was sweating all the time. He was talking to us mm. and he was breathing heavily. So I thought mm. this is the man they're saying was instigating the riots. Yeah. And even the pictures they put, there are old people, young people standing beside the shard. Mm. None of them are armed and they are saying they were the mob. Right. So it, it, it's just uh, actually, you know, this is, this just shows that if you just put a CCTV footage mm. and you add a claim to it, mm. they are trying to make it stick. Yeah. Because I'm sure if portals like Swaraj or Op India have to report on this as they are doing it, right. we'll simply pick up this and play to the prejudices of the gallery saying, look, he's instigating the mob. Right, right. When in fact, these are just pictures. You don't have the complete videos also. And by the way, these mm. pictures, mm. some of them are from the day before Maruf was killed. So they've used the picture from February 24th when the murder uh-huh. happened on February 25th. So oh, it doesn't make any sense. How right. can you arrest someone who was just standing there 24 hours before? Right, right. And uh, Ayush, what about these pictures where these, uh, where the, you can see men carrying a, a sack, what appears yeah. to be a sack? Yeah, yeah it's, it's from the same date, from February 24th. Hmm. And the men who are carrying the uh, sack, they are actually what we were told that there was stone pelting from this building that the uh, some Muslim men from the area did climb up the roof and were stone pelting the hmm. Hindu mobs who were trying hmm. to allegedly, you know, uh, surround hmm. the, their locality. Because what was happening was there was a mosque there right. and everyone was nervous because hmm. uh, I think nine, 16 to 20 mosques were destroyed during the riots. And everyone was mm-hmm. sure that they are here to destroy the mosque. So their argument is that they mm-hmm. were there to, in their own self-defense. Mm-hmm. And, and they stone pelted uh, over this mob that was trying to attack them. Right. I mean, in, in eyes of the law, these people are equally guilty. And I'm sure they, they uh, some of them will be arrested. And it is, it is a criminal offense throwing ro- rocks over right. people from the terrace. Right. But the larger picture here is this mm-hmm. is a police charge sheet. Mm. And the fact that there are two mobs fighting in an area points to failure in policing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any riot mm. in India can be stopped within four to six hours with mm. just effective policing. This happened in 84 in two mm. areas in Delhi. Very memorable mm. instances of Sabzi Mandi area where there was the SHO was a Sardar. So he came and fought off these anti-Sikh rioters. And this can happen everywhere, but the PCR calls weren't being answered in Delhi. Yeah. Police did not show up. They only showed up when Maruf was murdered. So the police, if it's going to put the onus on the people for stone mm-hmm. pelting, has to first put the onus on itself and ask, why were we not policing the area on the night of the riot? Um, so Ayush, I wanted to ask you, like you've been through so many judge sheets uh, now. Uh, 
what is the significance of uh, cctv footage like uh, these are private cameras uh, yeah. that the police is uh, accessing um, can you tell us a little more about that well it's uh, cctv footage is accounted within technical evidence huh. and uh, i mean alone they cannot prove much with the yeah. kind of stuff they use so it has hmm. to be uh, you know uh, uh, pillowed with your statements which is mm-hmm. your oral evidence mm-hmm. or with your cdr calls which is your um, location of your mobile mm-hmm. in this case it is pretty much useless because they are all uh, the mobs and all are gathered in their own localities mm-hmm. so they even though those people who are not part of these mobs would be active in their, those areas according to their phone locations yeah but uh, the i mean the the fact is that how you use the evidence it's it's, it's like data right mm. data is a great way to find out uh, trends and patterns in the way phenomena and things occur sure. but they can also be misused and that's what they have done in this story for example yeah. they are not they are they're not just private cameras as you said but also some of them are public cameras that is they are owned by the pwds mm-hmm. so there are three cameras that the police has used mm. two of these cameras are conveniently placed exactly where the muslim men had gathered as they say to defend the mosque mm-hmm. and the thakur halwai where all these statements that read out saying ki maine wahan dekha nahi the Haan. third camera was placed there so it I would see. then capture the hindu mob right yeah it right. says that that camera was uh, damaged and we could not find the footage from it wow interesting yeah Haan. i have so, a question for right. yeah hmm. Uh, yeah. I have a question uh, for both Ayush and Basan. So, hmm. uh, all these statements which have been recorded in the charge sheet, the similar statements. Uh, so, are they admissible in court? I mean, uh, without being, you know, corroborated again by the, uh, I mean, the people who gave the statements in front of a judge. Are they directly admissible, or they have to be again corroborated before a judge? No, no. You have to present them before the judge, and they should be corroborated. In fact. since the exactly section, yeah the crpc section under which they are taken which is 161 these statements hmm. should have been taken in front in the presence of the district magistrate hmm. okay. uh, which has not happened i think that's 164 also so they've only taken 161 where the presence of the district magistrate is not required mm-hmm. but 164 uh, those uh, statements have not been taken so these are uh, as good as uh, you know light air they can they can be dismissed easily in court Okay, so if if the people who you know allegedly gave these statements, if they decide to say something else in front of the judge, then ultimately those new statements will be considered. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and this is happening. Yeah. I mean, in Jam, in 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 May, the Delhi High Court, I think it was Delhi High Court or it was some special court, which told the Delhi police that all your investigations are one-sided. That is, you're simply mm-hmm. reporting yes. on only one part of what happened. That is, of course, they mean the Muslim mobs. Mm-hmm. but you're not reporting yeah. on the hindu writers who killed i think 40 people out of 53 and the uh, muslim mobs were responsible for killing 13 out of these so the, the people who were actually leading the scene on those three days they are absolutely missing you can't even tell what was happening if you read the reconstruction of events in the charge sheet huh, uh, ayush i was asking you um last time you were on reporters you and basant uh, talked about the whatsapp group uh, that you reported on right the katar yes. hindutva group uh, any any new developments regarding that 
Yeah, yeah. Just today, actually, the Indian Express reported that I think the court was hearing that matter in the mm-hmm. murder of the same Chachi that mm-hmm. uh, produced those WhatsApp chats, mm-hmm. and they simply said that uh, it was not big, but they said that uh, the, these eleven people who we they caught through the WhatsApp group they have become they had lost their individuality and they had become a collective uh, mob, mm-hmm. and it's not any sharp insightful observation right but that's what the court said and that was in the papers today okay uh do you guys have anything to add and also tell us uh tell our listeners or maybe just give a little bit of uh, some hints about what you're working on next basant uh uh report ke bare mein जो अभी हम कर चुके हैं जो भी हमारे दर्शक सुन रहे हैं जो भी सुन रहे हैं वो जरूर पढ़े इंग्लिश हिंदी और दोनों में पहले तो मैं ये कह देना चाहता हूँ दूसरा कि ऐसा ही कुछ मिलता मिलता जुलता एक दूसरी रिपोर्ट है जो आई थिंक नेक्स्ट मंडे को आ जाएगी लेकिन इसमें एक दो चीजें और मैं बताना चाह रहा था देखिये जब राइट्स खत्म हुआ और क्राइम ब्रांच को सारे मामले सौंप दिए गए तभी न्यूज क्लिक ने एक रिपोर्ट किया था कि जो लोग बकायदा नाम ले रहे हैं कि ये दंगाई था चाहे वो किसी भी पक्ष के हो आप तो पुलिस ने उनका नाम एफआईआर में नहीं लिखा और तब न्यूज क्लिक ने लिखा था कि बहुत मुमकिन है कि ये नाम ना लिख के इसके सहारे किसी और लोगों को गिरफ्तार किया जाएगा और बिल्कुल वही हो रहा है हारून जिनके भाई की जिनका जिनके भाई की हत्या हुई है और शमशाद जिनको खुद गोली लगी है ये दोनों चश्मदीद भी है उस जगह के ये बार बार जिनका नाम ले रहे हैं पुलिस को आ, समझ में नहीं आ रहा कि क्या परेशानी है कि उन, उनकी जांच की जाए आप कह रहे हैं कि वो उनका फोन का लोकेशन उस एक जगह उन्होंने कहा है कि हमने पूछताछ किया उनके और कुछ निकला नहीं तो इन जो जिन लोगों को आपने गिरफ्तार किया है इसमें भी ऐसा नहीं है कि कोई किसके पास बंदूक मिल गई हो किसी के किस जिस जो गोली उनको लगी हो आरून को शमशाद को और मारूफ को वो गोली मिल गई हो तो आर्टिक आईपीसी की 149 का इस्तेमाल करके आयुष भी बता देंगे मैं मैं बताता हूँ आईपीसी 149 फोर्टी है कि कोई मॉब अगर कोई घटना किसी घटना का अंजाम देती है कोई भी भीड़ तो भले भीड़ में से किसी ने उस घटना को अंजाम दिया हो लेकिन वो जो भी पूरा दोष होगा वो पूरी मॉब पे होगा जो भी उसमें पहचान में आएगा तो आईपीसी की वन का इस्तेमाल करके आप तमाम लोगों को जेल में भर रहे हैं लेकिन आप क्लियर नहीं करें कि आखिर हत्यारा कौन है अभी तक इसमें किसी को उन्होंने गोली किसने चलाई ये नहीं साबित हो पाया है मारूफ वाले चार्जशीट में तो इस तरीके से निर्दोष लोग फंस जाएंगे बहुत मुमकिन है कि जब राइट्स होता है तो लोग सेल्फ डिफेंस में हर गली में खड़े थे जो भी दंगे को रिपोर्ट कर रहे थे तो जिसके हाथ में सीसीटीवी में रॉड मिल जाएगा डंडा मिल जाएगा तो आप उसको दंगाई बोल दें ये तो बहुत नाइंसाफी होगी और हमारी स्टोरी में एक जगह एक आईपीएस अधिकारी ने कहा था हारून और शमशाद से कि 307 का मतलब जानते हो हर एक पेड़ पे लगा दिया जाए तो पेड़ सूख जाएगा तो जिन पे हत्या का आरोप लग रहा है उनको भी पता है कि 302 क्या होता है और अगर वो लग जाएगा तो वो पेड़ सूख जाएगा it's it's actually so i my parting thing on this would be that our listeners uh, you know they'll be reading about the riots for probably a lot uh, couple of months yeah these investigations will keep coming in the court verdict and these are some very good flags uh, that they can see uh, the flags i'm just flagging these things which mm. the police is using to show up it's very bad investigation mm. one is how they're using section 149 So mm-hmm. I think everyone in Northeast Delhi, or at least half the men in the, that 
part of the city would be in jail if they seriously used that because everyone, even in Hindu localities, the men had come out of their gullies and stood outside with dandas. Mm-hmm. The aftermath of the riots to defend themselves, to mm-hmm. prevent around the mob. So since they are using this logic on people who were doing this for self-defense, everyone should be going to jail. Mm-hmm. Second is these continuous mention of the term deep-rooted conspiracy everywhere uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that is leaking to the media. Mm-hmm. So if you read reports where people say, sources say there's a deep-rooted conspiracy, that source is the police. Okay. And that deep-rooted conspiracy is something that they don't know anything about and they can't dig anything out of. Mm-hmm. Third yeah. is the secret informer who's magically telling them everything. Everyone they find uh, somehow is found through a secret informer. Yeah. And finally, fourth is these repetitions and FIRs and chart sheet. The chart mm-hmm. sheet one uh, Basan told you about, but NewsClick did another report mm-hmm. where they said at least eight, nine FIRs, the sequence went that the constable writes mm-hmm. in the FIR content that I was standing at a place and far away I saw one man hiding himself. Mm-hmm. He looked suspicious and I went to him and then he, you know, he just vomited all the secrets. And this yeah. is a same line that is in yeah. at least 10 different FIRs filed by 10 different policemen. Right. So right, these right. are some red flags that uh, this, mm-hmm. uh, this makes media consumption smarter when mm-hmm. it comes to the riots. Snigdha ji, interesting about Ayush ke baat se mujhe aada hai. Ki ye jo unke sutra hai jo batate. 30 मार्च को सूत्र ने बताया कि दिलसाद दंगे के दौरान काफी एक्टिव था 30 मार्च को पुलिस 31 मार्च को पुलिस इनको गिरफ्तार कर लेती है सोचिए 30 मार्च को एक सूत्र ने आके इनको बताया ऑफिस में आके कि दिलसाद काफी एक्टिव था अब देखिए 30 मार्च 31 समय भी याद रखिए 29 फरवरी को शमशाद जो बयान देते हैं पुलिस के अनुसार उसमें वो दिलसाद के बारे में एक्स्ट्रा दो लाइन लिखा हुआ है कि शमशाद लोगों को भड़का रहा था दंगे के लिए और मैं उसको इसलिए पहचान लिया क्योंकि वो गली नंबर 2 का नेता है ठीक 29 फरवरी को जो बात शमशाद कह रहे हैं 30 मार्च को वही बात शमशाद फिर अपने बयान में कह रहे हैं 30 मार्च उनको सीसीटीवी फुटेज में मिल चुका है 30 मार्च तक और 30 मार्च को ये कहा कि सूत्र बताता है कि दिलसाद एक्टिव था और 31 को पुलिस गिरफ्तार कर लेती है तो आपके पास तो जो आप एविडेंस जिसको कह रहे हो एविडेंस तो पहले से था तो आपको सूत्र की क्या जरूरत पड़ेगी सूत्र आगे बताएगा तब जाके आप गिरफ्तार करेंगे ये पूरी तरीके से बनाया हुआ बात है समझ में नहीं आ रहा जी 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 so uh, very convoluted uh, thank you uh, ayush and basant uh, now let's come to ayan's story so ayan uh, recently filed a report titled uh, he received threats to his life before arrest journalist in assam had reported on smuggling nexus can you can you read out uh, a passage from your report yeah according to pranjit saikya the executive editor of dy365 a week before his arrest sarma told several people that he had received threats to his life quote he mentioned two names police superintendent yuvraj and one adam ali purportedly the mastermind of the cattle syndicate unquote saikya told news laundry Rajib said that if anything happened to his life, both would be responsible for it. Sarma had also reported on illegal timber smuggling in Dhubri. He mm-hmm. had filed a report on this four days ago and Saikya said it was odd that Roy filed a complaint right after. Saikya also pointed out that Roy had filed his complaint on July 15, while the complaint claimed that the incident at Roy's house took place on July 8. Why would it take one week for someone to report any misbehavior towards his wife? Unquote. Saikya asked. 
so this is an extract from the story where uh, pranjit saikya uh, the executive editor of the channel where uh, the reporter worked uh, so he actually uh, tried to explain the context of the uh, you know arrest yeah. because uh, the arrest arrest took place on on thursday night so in the early hours of 16 july and uh, the arrest took place on the basis of an fir filed by uh, a forest official senior forest official in the dhubli district yeah. but Uh, according to the fir itself uh, the incident for mm. which this complaint was filed the, that mm. incident had taken place on july 8 so the interesting part is that uh, this man he filed a police complaint mm. one week later after something as serious as you know misbehavior towards his wife had happened yeah yeah so i think that kind of you know uh, raises the questions about yeah. uh, the, you know the real intention behind filing a police complaint against a reporter because yeah. this reporter if you read the story you will find out that this reporter had been uh, regularly you know doing stories mm. about uh, not only illegal cattle syndicate but also illegal you know uh, timber business illegal timber mills in the dhubli district and all these activities uh, allegedly were taking place under you know the patronage of this district official mr mm. roy mm. so i think this 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 actually you know makes it kind of clear as to why a police action was t- taken against uh, the reporter Right, right. So, um, Ayan, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this uh, cattle smuggling and uh, timber smuggling in the area, and how because, um, uh, like, in context of you know the porous borders. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Dhubri is uh, at the westernmost part of Assam. It shares mm-hmm. a uh, boundary with West Bengal as well as Bangladesh. now uh, cattle smuggling international cattle smuggling is common not only in dubli but also in large parts of west bengal and rightly as you have pointed out it's simply because of you know the porous international border between the two mm. countries so i mean there are multiple points to which these cattle you know are ferried across the rivers or maybe sometimes they are taken to the roads only where there are you know uh, uh, where the, the inspection is kind of less active mm. but uh, especially uh, in the month of say july and august when there is uh, you know a lot of water areas get you know flooded so it becomes all the more easier for the smugglers to ferry the cows across the border because they can just you know bring some cows you know huddle them on boats and just simply ferry them across the border mm. and that, that is why uh, around this time of the year these activities see a rise mm-hmm. and it happens not only in dubli but also in west bengal mm-hmm. but the thing is that uh it's it's not something that is you know unknown to the administration yeah. because this practice has been going on for years right and i mean uh, the a number of people in dhubri that i spoke with all of them said that these kinds of activities cannot continue without the support the tacit support of uh, you know police officials or the forest officials mm-hmm. and that is exactly what this reporter was trying to highlight i mean right. he's been uh, he 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 had done a uh, number of reports from time to time i think you know at at one point it just got to the you know uh, police of administration as well as this forest officer and maybe that's why they decided to you know uh, take a revenge of sorts against this reporter right. uh, now obviously uh, in the formal complaint uh, nothing has been mentioned about uh, his reporting upon the illegal cattle smuggling mm. or timber smuggling mm. obviously that thing wouldn't come up in a in a police formal police complaint but uh, i spoke to local journalists there i spoke to a lawyer there i spoke to a number of people in in dhubri and all of them had just one thing to say that this is an act of revenge and this guy just 
you know for doing his job just for highlighting all these illegal practices he has been punished for that mm-hmm. now uh, uh, following his arrest uh, there was a backlash i mean not only journalists but politicians also spoke up uh, mm-hmm. interestingly uh, you know the ruling the governing party the bjp in assam i mean uh, their their leaders also you know spoke up against this arrest and the state units president in fact led the delegation and met the chief minister right to register their protest mm. so when this backlash happened uh, some intervention was immediately done at the mm. highest level and mm. uh, the superintendent of police as well as this controversial forest officer both of mm. them were transferred with immediate effect and uh, and so apart from these transfers uh, the state government has also uh, announced three different inquiries into the entire mm. issue mm. so uh, first of all uh there will be a cid inquiry against uh the allegations which the forest officer uh, leveled against this reporter so right. that investigation is not going to be carried out carried out by the police because the police's role has come under question so that investigation will done by the cid which is an independent mm-hmm. body uh, and they will operate from guwahati secondly uh, there is going to be an inquiry by the vigilance and anti corruption cell uh, which comes under the chief minister's office Right. so this cell will look into all the charges of corruption against the forest officer mm. mr roy mm. and mm. then additionally there will be a special investigation team inquiry which will look into all allegations of illegal syndicates and trade practices in the district in the past 2 years so these three inquiries are going to take place now interesting and this has obviously happened because of public pressure Yeah. but uh, the most unfortunate thing in this entire episode is that uh, the reporter mr radeep sharma who was arrested mm. he was arrested in the middle of the night yeah. and he was living with his father his ailing father mm. and uh, he was like dragged away at 2 o'clock at night and the next morning people found his father dead in his sleep yeah. because the father had already been suffering from paralysis and right. probably because he couldn't just you know take it i mean out of shock he just died so yeah. that's like you know the most unfortunate part yeah. of this entire episode yeah like even though i mean immediate almost immediate action was taken and i think uh, you yes. know at a time like this uh, where there are so many injustices happening every single day it's, it's exactly. sort of uh, you know uh it gives you hope to hear that you know these three investigations have been uh, launched uh, by the government but it came yes. at such a huge cost Definitely. right exactly. so yeah Definitely. so uh ayana wanted to ask you like in general uh, uh about press freedom in assam uh, i would say it's better in comparison to uh, many states in the country mm. because uh, the civil society has a very active role to play and mm. uh, the political class also is very uh, in a way uh, you know receptive of what the civil yeah. society says yeah. so that, yeah. that in that way uh, i think the press freedom is uh, better in terms of uh, in comparison to many other states but again i mean of course there have been instances of you know atrocities against journalists Mm-hmm. there have been journalists who died because of you know reporting against the government or in some mm-hmm. cases again for reporting against uh, you know insurgent groups mm-hmm. which are not very active nowadays but yeah. you know back in the 90s and right, early 2000s right. all there were several insurgent groups so many yeah. journalists died also because of reporting against you know uh, these insurgent groups so right. journalists have died there have been police actions against journalists but uh, mm. i think in the current scenario if you look at assam i would say the situation is is better than say uh, right. uttar like pradesh like say or, compared to manipur yeah 
Yeah. Exactly. Right, and I think right. that's where you know the civil society's role uh, comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um all right thank you so much Ayan. Basant and Ayush do you have any questions for Ayan? No but uh, from what he uh, said this is interesting and also mm-hmm. reassuring and comforting that of course yeah. the pattern of going after journalists it's uh, it's you uh, know prevalent across north india it's also in assam mm-hmm. but the fact that there are three different investigations yeah. into corruption and what happened to mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. that's i mean as journalists that sounds like uh, good that sounds good okay so uh, let's move to some recommendations jo is week ka mera recommendation wo meri aur ayush ki report hai jo delhi riot se sambandhit hai maruf ali ki death ko lekar तो जो भी लिस्नर सुन रहे हैं उनको शायद रिपोर्ट लंबी लग सकती है लेकिन आप रिपोर्ट पढ़ने के बाद आपको ऐसा एहसास नहीं हुआ कि मेरा वक्त खराब हुआ क्योंकि 400 पेज 500 पेज की चार्जशीट को पढ़ने के बाद ग्राउंड रिपोर्ट करने के बाद आप कितना भी कम कर ले पांच हजार छह वर्ड हजार वर्ड की स्टोरी हो ही जाती है तो जरूर पढ़े इंग्लिश और हिंदी दोनों में Yeah, uh, this is a show called Indian Matchmaking that is, you know, making rounds on the internet. I haven't yeah. watched it, but mm-hmm. I was curious about what it is, and so I just was trying uh, trying to find a piece explaining that. But mm-hmm. on scroll, I came across this piece called "What Makes a Show mm-hmm. Like Indian Matchmaking Possible." This book examines marriage in India, so it's mm-hmm. not about this show, but it is oh. an excerpt from a book called "The Shadi Story Behind the Scenes of the Big Fat Indian Wedding." which is like a sociological analysis okay. of uh, gender uh, relations in india which go into the making of the indian marriage mm-hmm. pretty pretty good uh, and very i think spot on analysis so people can just read that thank you and ayan yeah uh, i am watching dark currently so uh-huh. i would like to recommend that i mean many of you may have watched it already but for those who haven't uh, this is my recommendation thank you uh So my recommendation first of all is the Delhi Riot series of course uh, please follow it there'll be more stories coming up um and my second recommendation is this piece on LA Times it's uh, titled the, the true story of the heartthrob prince of Qatar and his time at USC and it's this Uh, it's this bizarre uh, piece about uh, how this Qatar um, Sheikh's son he came to live in LA, right? And first he was studying in some community yeah. college somewhere, but then he wanted to study in USC. So uh, obviously, I mean, they like loaded. So somehow he managed to get admission. And uh, the story basically talks about how, like, an entire mini economy developed around this guy right because he was living in one in one of the most poshest hotels and like his butler had like a 600 dollar room you know and they were living there like literally and um, he's this you know really spoiled sort of a person right so he wouldn't yeah. turn up for classes but there was this professor that uh, who who insisted uh, that you have to come for my class so uh that was only class that he showed up for and um, like one 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 example of uh, how he was so delusional is uh, so he goes uh, uh, he's supposed to submit his paper uh, right for that same professor and it gets delayed so uh, he asks for an extension twice right and uh, and uh, he gets it and then uh, <laughs> 
he is suddenly this professor gets a knock on his door and then there's this guy like chauffeur driven car and all and the chauffeur came and gave him like a bag okay and in that there was a rolex watch so basically this wow. kid <laughs> this student sent it to him and he refused oh, he refused ha huh? he refused he was like no 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 and uh, he sent it to him again and then he tried to give it to the university you know but uh, rolex apparently registers uh, you know the so it was registered in his name so he sort of had to keep it you know there's so many and like uh, there was this mexican guy who became like his uh, man friday you know so he would actually go go to classes where this prince i mean the sheikh wouldn't show up he would be like oh i'm the prince of qatar's emissary and blah 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 you know and he won't be able to show up for class today so it's it's really bizarre man like you guys should read it he's this really handsome guy Very also interesting. yeah i remember reading a similar essay about uh, you know the the filthy rich kids from zimbabwe who were uh-huh. basically the beneficiaries of uh, robert mugabe's regime so all oh, these yes. kids yes yes and I all these that. kids mm-hmm. they would be studying in you know fancy universities in the us or the uk uh-huh. they would be coming in lamborghinis and ferraris mm-hmm. flaunting all their wealth everywhere so yeah. it, it was also very interesting piece and these these kids were called you know the kardashians of zimbabwe <laughs> right yeah it's yeah. i mean the amount of when you read the piece and you think like you try to fathom the amount of money uh, these people have like yeah, it's, it's just crazy, uh, crazy. beyond uh, yeah it's beyond exactly anyway yeah so that was uh, that those were our recommendations um listeners we hope you liked what you heard and if you did please do rate our podcast on itunes or whatever platform you tuned into we also have a bunch of other podcasts like hafta and awful and awesome better the rating more the reach and that means more subscribers and that in turn means better content and listeners if you're listening to this podcast on spotify or stitcher or any other app remember we have a website www.newsonly.com where you can log on to and find other cool stuff that we do like interviews and original reports and as snigda pointed out other podcasts aur agar ye podcasts aapko pasand aaye to apne dosto rishtedaron aur apne social media pe zarur saaja kare taki hum zyada se zyada logo tak pahunch sake all right also we very eager to hear your feedback so do write to us uh, you can write to us at contact@newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line or you could also leave your comments on twitter instagram facebook um we'll try our best to respond and uh, with that this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel